Guys, welcome back to Talking Thrones with Jones. Yes! Massive, massive episode. We are so excited. We've got Jesse back from his bachelor party. He has so much to say. We are recapping episode five of season six, Talking Thrones with Jones. We have the return of one of the original founding members of You Got Got, Stephen Dalton. Welcome back to the podcast. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. The old gods are present here to return. Nice. Yeah, what what an episode. I uh my wife got an espresso over the weekend and I just had like three of those things this morning, so I am fired up. Yeah, right. we yeah, we are holding the door for this whole thing. So and, but but what we gotta do is we gotta get we gotta give the background on Steven. Steven, you actually named You Got Got originally. Before we lost yeah. it in someone else. Yeah, that was Back in the day, I actually got one of those Facebook notifications like the other day of us posting like four years ago on this day, you posted about you got got. And that was like us just dicking around. And now, now look at you guys. Look at where we've uh, gone. Look at where we've gone. We're, we're, we're globally known. We got fans from coast to coast. <laughs> People are into it. And, and, and some have been saying that, that we've basically been calling all the shots this season. Like if you're a listener... We have not led you astray yet. We we have not. So let, let's talk about both. that. Yeah, it's been born out today. I have an, and, and also, I, I have an issue. Go I have ahead, an issue Steve. with Stafford, Stafford uh, shooting down a theory about the Mad King uh, that that seems very plausible now. Guys, I'm going. I'm doubling down on that. So if anybody wants to bet dinner or lunch on uh, the, the Mad King was just a product of inbreeding versus brand damage, I want to take that bet on the air right now. Tweet at me. Let's let's do it. Yeah, I think especially because Bran now he's doing like whispers. And remember, Jamie used to say like, "Oh, he just kept chanting, burn them all, burn them all." And now I'm envisioning some sort of scenario where Bran is trying to fight the White Walkers and is being told to burn something, and it, it comes across as the Mad King just being infested with this this like chant. Oh my god! What do you think of that? That's, I mean, that's pretty fascinating. Well, so that's different because I, I have a different point of view. I mean, we'll talk about how I pretty much called the Hodor Ward-related injury <laughs> wait, wait, before wait, wait. anyone did. For the record, for the record, Jesse claimed that Hodor was walking into a horse because he liked Lyanna Stark. So let's just let's just sit there. Oh, yeah. in, in reality, I didn't I didn't realize that they actually hijacked the plot of Interstellar, the movie where McConaughey goes to space to save mankind. Uh, That's a really it, good point. Yeah, and it was like sort of a double warg. It was a warg, and then he went through like a wormhole to another future warg, and then he sort of sacrificed himself, and it, it went full circle. There was also an episode of Nip Tuck about that great show. Uh, but anyway, oh. so, yeah, did you ever watch that where they he basically Whatever you happens, you kind of always end up in the same spot. But I, I want to talk about was just plastic surgeons. And no, stuff. no, oh, <laughs> plastic right. surgeons above the law. But uh, I got to talk about this. So I, I, I got this theory that well, it's not a theory; it's more fact that the first White Walker you saw the the forest people, the, yep. the Klingons, yep. stabbed him was actually a Stark. Oh yeah, yeah, that's definitely out there. Totally agree. <laughs> and you could tell He's by blonde, the, though. But but here, but it all makes perfect sense because like you know the, the the person they stabbed clearly looked like a Stark. Well, you could tell by his he, he was a northerner, thick neck, big traps. But then uh, northern. By the way, northern is defined by their traps. Yeah, they have big strong shoulders from lifting. A lot things, of lifting but, versus the southerners and a little flabbier. But anyway, uh, where I'm going with this is is that's why everybody <laughs> is like got this weird loyalty to the Starks because. 
you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, we got to be good to the Starks. Or Sansa's like, oh, yeah, people are very loyal to the Starks. That's because the Starks are sort of like the White Walker whisperers. So when they come down, like the Starks are people like, hey, yo, you know, you're kind of one of us, like, don't kill everybody. So they're, so that's why everyone in the North sort of doesn't really like the Starks, but they have to sort of be loyal to them. They're like that, that kid that has, like, a houseboat that you hate, but he's rich and his dad's got one, but you just sort of got to be nice to him to use on the weekends. So it's just like you got to be in line with the Starks for every 70 years or so when the White Walkers come because the first one oh, was on. a Stark. Wait, 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 wait. Before, like, can we just get that Jesse just referenced the houseboat on the on the podcast? What was your upbringing? Like, can we do a whole side podcast <laughs> about you growing up with houseboats? Well, there was like, always a rich kid with a houseboat. There was an asshole the that you had to story. be friends with or else you didn't get on the houseboat. All right, well, go on. Dalton, what do you think? Yeah, I think that that's one way to think of it. The other is now that Ben is becoming this time-traveling, like, masterpiece guy. I think that he's going to go back so far and, like, ensure that he himself is born. So Bran the Builder, right, he was named after this guy who built the wall. Now I'm starting to think that Bran the Builder is named after himself because he created the wall back way before he needed to, like, stop the White Walkers. And the reason that there always has to be a Stark in Winterfell is so that Bran ensures that he himself is born in the future. I think that that's going to come into play later on. That makes more sense than the houseboat theory. <laughs> but, but we'll be referencing the houseboat theory for years um, houseboat theory hashtag houseboat theory I don't know but like I gotta be honest though you got the many faced god so basically anyone you look like may not be that actual person then you got people coming back from the dead and now we've we've got wormholes and people yeah. do it and so it's like this is getting really complicated, and I wish they would just stick to one or two of those things. But I mean, you know, coming back from the dead or whatever. Now we got a zombie right. army. It's like dragons. Magic. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm okay with the dragons, but like the whole zombie thing too is kind of annoying. It's like, did they just? Did they, I thought for a second they cut to a scene from that Brad Pitt movie where he was out running the zombies yeah. there for a while? I was like, come on, I've yeah. seen this. Yeah, I think Fatty McGee. Like, I think we've talked about this problem. Uh, kind of at length before too many characters right and so too many kind of um, threads to tie up and um, as we try to resolve this series which apparently was originally supposed to be seven seasons but is now greenlit for eight seasons and the creators are saying they want to wrap it up in eight seasons but now you're like I think you've got this additional layering of this sci-fi stuff you know, you've got the bloody Star Trek kids running around. It's, they created a monster. It's so every, now, they're sacrificing yeah. themselves like it's Die Hard with a vengeance with these grenades that they've created. Like, they clearly fucked up. It's like, they, like, how do we wrap this up? Let's watch every summer blockbuster for the last 10 years and just combine it into this season. No, they're just like, what special effects can we get and tie into the plot line here? Well, I did see the Keebler Elf trees come back, too, last night. That was that was good. We hadn't seen those for a couple <laughs> of years. I was hoping they get run up. But the, the face trees, the, uh, what are they called? Werewoods. 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 Got it. Yeah. All right, so mm, what, what yeah. else, Dalton? So you're the, you, you, you seem to be a lot more knowledgeable have, than the two of us. I have, a list, I have a list of contractions that you can now use in regular conversation when you don't want to use the full phrase, such as hold the door. You could say Hodor for that. You could say Ho-Fo now instead of hold the phone. And uh, everybody knows the famous Toto song, Hold the Line. Now that's just going to be Ho-Line. <laughs> nice. I know. I, uh, I, also, I, let's, I did not see that coming the, on uh, Hold the Door. I did, not, did, I did know that it was a warg-related oh, injury, man. but I did not see that... Like, I thought it was definitely horse. Nerds, nerds are meeting their future wives all over all over the U.S. as they're saying "hold door" to hold the door. <laughs> <laughs> this little magic moments happening between them. 
Supposedly that's a George R. R. Martin originally. The uh, the author or the directors talked to him and he told them the origin of Hodor. So that's that's a book spoiler so, there. So intricate, so intricate. Um, yeah, Dalton. So what else? What else have you got going? How on about uh, how about the Greyjoys? Greyjoys and uh, Yara not having the super delegates to win the Greyjoy nomination. That yeah. was clearly a disorganized caucus, but it definitely felt like it, it, it easily swayed voters. Suddenly, you've got the whole the whole like. Uh, the whole country of Pike cheering for Yara, then literally two <laughs> minutes later deciding to turn on a dime. Well, did, did you? Know, yeah. And I, I also have a new word that I thought up last night called ironboarding. Uh, so if we could just take Donald and Hillary, put their faces underwater, and then whoever emerges first wins presidency. Great point. Great Never point. Survived, yeah. No, but like that, uh, that they they clearly are not very loyal people. Their political system is very disorganized when someone supposedly just won an election and had the majority, and then somehow they lost a thousand votes the next day. Well, here's the other thing. That, that's think, quite a coup. I think I think also giving your future rule of brain damage, they're going to find out as their technology increases and they start looking into CTE, NFL, all that, all that kind of stuff. You know, drowning your, your future leader and killing them, essentially giving them an extended stroke at a young age, probably not good for the future of your realm. Yeah. I like how after he drowns too, he gets his little driftwood crown, which is the most unimpressive of all the crowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely looked like the, I, well, I, I think his name is Air on the Damp Hair. Is the he kind of just looked around for a hunk of wood and just threw it on his head? <laughs> ah, you know. I mean, if, if we can take anything away from this in election season, this super delegate method. You know, first the the the, the Dothraki <laughs> yeah. super super delegates did not did not pan out well. Yeah, if it, you were wondering, if you're wondering how the North Dakota caucus. Worked. It was actually based on the Game of Thrones Ironborn uh, election system. But, but those people are, they're the least impressive sort of of all the group of people, I would say. They, they, they have no idea what they're doing. They're, they're, they're sexist. They're, they're killing people and they're, they're not even punishing that dude. But well, I guys, do ha- like Euron style. You like go, his, you go, plan, his plan made sense. So what a lot of people don't know, I'm going to give some, uh, give some a theory and a little bit of retrospective on Euron. A lot of people don't know that um, Euron actually um, is the captain of a ship called the Silence. And um, everybody on the ship have had their tongues ripped out. So like all of, all of the, he captains a ship essentially of mutes. Um, and, and he calls it the silence, which is kind of creepy and awesome. But um, remember the season earlier in the, um, or remember the scene earlier in the season when um, Danny looks out and all of her ships are burning. Yeah. And they say they like, and it's not really clear who did it. There's a theory that um, Euron was actually involved in the burning of those ships, so he could come and save the day oh. with his fleet. So that, that building is becoming a big deal in uh, the Greyjoy town now. I mean, how long is it going to take those twenty guys to build a thousand ships? <laughs> Definitely didn't seem like a big enough crew to you, build a thousand you ships. Just, you just looked out and like all the boats are going away. It's like, is it, is it one person per boat out there? Yeah, we actually it? we actually had Gene Carafa from Traffic Project Management look into that. It's going to take them twenty five years to build three boats. So. <laughs> No, I do, oh, I, do, yeah. I, do, I do like Urine's style, though. I mean, I think his plan made sense uh, where what does the Khaleesi need that she doesn't have? She has dragons, she has now horse people, and she just doesn't have ships. And so, you know, let's, let's do that. And, you know, he's like, he's not going to seduce her, but, you know, she's going to be into to the boats. Because if there's one thing we know, chicks dig guys with boats. 
Oh, no question. No Houseboats. <laughs> Houseboats. If you look, if you look at uh, like Facebook, like if a girl gets on a boat, she is most likely going to make that her profile or her cover shot. Um, you know, it's just there's some kind of uh, there's a cachet to that. You're looking at me, but I'm not on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so Dalton, what else you got for you? Uh, okay, two things. First, male nudity of the season. Very, very upfront, very focused. Oh, yes. How'd you guys feel about that? The STD technology joke. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> that water will be gone in five years. Yeah. Yes. A little too, little, little too much for me. Was know. that really yeah. the first, was that the really first full D that we saw? Of this season, I don't know. I think. Of this Pretty season. Intense, yeah. yeah I, I feel like I saw Loris's D once. There's, and there was a lot of D flashing on the Walk of Atonement for oh, Cersei. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of people. Oh, yeah. uh, yes, yeah. That was a good one. All right. So I also like uh, I also like Sansa the seamstress putting together some vintage replica throwback Starkware. That was pretty cool. <laughs> some wolf. <laughs> hey, she, she's bringing wolf shirts back. And it was also a bit of upcycling as well. I think a lot of that was used leather, and she had just used a kind of reverse letter press. Well, let me ask you this, Dalton. Uh, I, I'm a, I've been a big fan. If you've been listening, I'm a big fan of the Red Woman. And then we got this sort of imposter Red Woman, and I didn't quite understand what Tyrion's angle is or why she was there. I mean, I kept just thinking, like, how ugly she would look if you took off her necklace. But, like, can you explain that scene and, and what you think it means? Yeah, I think the big debate that's going on in Game of Thrones is, like, ration and reason versus, like, blind faith and religion. And Varys and Tyrion definitely represent that, like, ration and reason side of things. And then this woman kind of just comes in out of nowhere and throws a wrench in the, their whole, like, belief system and she's like, hey, remember when you got your nuts cut off and burned in that fire and you heard that whisper? Who was that? And, like, really freaked Varys out. Well, so. well, he was noticeably guys, uncomfortable. I've actually got a really good analogy for this. So um, what, what Tyrion was actually doing was essentially hiring the, the Lord of Light as a PR firm. So, you know, what he needs the Red Woman to do, like, you know, I know that um, Varys was definitely questionable. Of, of course, when you get your dong cut off by, like, a, a Red... Um, mage or whatever, like you're going to be suspicious, but he was essentially hiring the red uh, religion as a PR firm to go out and start converting the citizens mm. and saying, yeah. and, and get behind uh, Danny because she's not only the right ruler because she freed, freed the slaves Abraham Lincoln style, but she's also like sent by God. You know, she was the, she was the one that was chosen. I just, I feel like it's sort of cheapens the original Melisandre Red Woman because like you know she's just sort of rolling with 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 Jon Snow and his man bun so I, I don't know I, I'm not into second Red Woman number two not it not well into. they can all they can all pick their bodies right because they're they're actually old ladies or something so they're just picking the hottest sexiest bodies that they can be is that how it is well yeah I mean yeah, it, let's assume yeah let's assume they're all cronish nobody wants like a flabby old high priestess but you know, let's let, let's talk. I got I got I want to talk about Sansa because I feel like I got a lot to say there. But uh, I do want to just give a shout out to I, I've been a big fan of Jorma Morma for for so long, and oh, yeah. and I feel like he was at the bottom, and you know he's he's got banned by his lady twice. He's got he's got banished twice. He's got to walk the desert with the guy that's that's hooking up with his lady, and then now he's turning into like a, a demon and. Uh, I feel like this is rock bottom for him, and and he's he's now you know don't call to come back. Like Jorma is going to play a role in the future because St- Stannis's daughter had the grayscale and she got cured. 
face got a little messed up, but like there there is a cure out there. Oh, you're right. And, you're if, right. and if Daenerys really tells Jorma Morma to do something, he's gonna do it because that's that's he's, yeah, yeah, he's running on fumes, but it's love. But he's the thing, sixth like, man of the can, year. Can Jorma you Morma. not send him off with a couple of servants? You know, just like <laughs> the guy saved your life fucking twice. Essentially, helped you become queen of this terrible community, and you're like, look, just go and find a cure. Give me a fucking. Like servant, give me a horse, give me a donkey, some supplies. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> just, just, just his. Just go and find the cure. God, I love that guy. I feel like he's going to be going on like a Doctor Mario like anti-vaxxer quest. This is going to be like a whole side shoot thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, the the lowest rating like spin-off Game of Thrones spin-off. Jorma Mama finds a cure for grayscale. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those Grey's Anatomy shows that just kept spinning off into other one, and then like because. House. Dr. House would be a great guy to Do- take this Yeah, down. I would go to Dr. House. Dr. House could take down Grayscale in a 60-minute episode easily, uh, pop some pills and figure it out. Uh, so so, so I, I want to talk about Sansa, okay, and that whole situation. Yeah, so, absolutely. So great. Uh, I'm a huge Littlefinger fan, and, and, and it was a little bit of a curveball when he, like, showed up with the army, and she was just like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm done. Like, you know, and just sort of rejected him. Uh, you know, it, it, he kind of set it up to, like, save the day. But, like, the one thing about Littlefinger, he's not just going to give up, right? You know, he... And he has a master plan. Always has a master he's plan. Always, and and then, he has been in compromising positions before. Like, remember, he got shoved up against the wall by his throat by Ned. You know, so th- there's there's scenes where he's seemingly not in control at all, but it's all turned he, out to he be had to know He plan. had to know that she wasn't just going to welcome him back after, you know, yeah. what was mm-hmm. he doing. And then second of all, like... I feel like Sansa's going through a little bit of like a Bieberism, you know, where she just sort of was super annoying and everybody wanted to punch her to sort of kind of went away for a minute and then now comes back and, and, and is sort of sort of owning it a little bit. It's like, you know, like more of a the new T-Swifting, not quite full reconnaissance by any means, but definitely a little bit of that. Like, I, I kind of didn't yeah. like her, but now I'm Get sort strong. of like, I, okay, she doesn't like make me hate her every time she's on camera. So I, I'm kind of... Kind of like she's winning me. The Bieber thing is perfect. But she did, she did hold back a little bit when she was like kind of lying to John by saying where she had heard about all that stuff that was going on at, at River Riverdale. Because yeah, he's just a half brother. Why do you guys think she lied? She still, I think she still got some allegiance to Littlefinger, even though like she got fucked over by him. She either like trusts him or wants to keep like cards on the table, like he always does. I don't know. Like even though she seems mad at him, she's still kind of like down with him. I mean, she never liked Jon Snow. You know, she made it, before the whole separated, yeah, she, distro- she she kind of was always punking him, half-brother this, you don't deserve a wolf. She kind of punked him in that thing. You know how they're like, Snow's not legitimate. She goes, well, I am. Exactly. Well, yeah, he, he's yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're, because White Walkers are loyal to the Starks, right? I think that that's a Houseboat pretty theory. set. Yeah, yeah. Houseboat theory is pretty strong. But here's my question: Like, why didn't Sansa take advantage of his army at least when they were, you know, they were totaling up the armies? They had the well, thrown all those tokens. This on the is bank. a classic telegraphing. What's going to happen? You know, Littlefinger. Yeah, the day. he's coming in to save, save the, the day. day. It's going to be just like that scene in Braveheart where people just come riding in on the horses. So uh, we kind of know that's happening. But you know, I, I'm digging what she's doing. Like she, she's kind of making a comeback. Probably going to try to be the warden or whatever of the north and, and, and go from there. And Littlefinger, yeah, it, it's all working out under his under his plan. Mm. Can we talk about uh, hashtag direwolf lives matter? Like, I feel like we're down to like... <laughs> Bad week for the wolves. Now. Bad week for the wolves. Summer met winter. 
as uh, I see a few people talking about that. You know, I, I try not to get on the internet between when I watch the show on Sunday night and we, we podcast Monday morning, but my wife, who was, who was sitting there, was telling me that there's quite an uprising about the direwolf violence that, that occurred. Which is kind of ironic, considering like babies have been burned and and, and, and humans have been basically decapitated. There's been a lot of yeah. genital mutilation, and then you know, a dog got killed by a pack of CG yeah, zombies. We've got dong warts as well. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. Who knew that STDs were a thing in in, in the Seven Kingdoms? So, the rough place to live for sure. All right, so we're we're going long on time here. Uh, Dalton, well, we still yeah we still have a couple minutes. So left, we get closing statements from everyone at the table. Dalton, you first. Uh, very excited. Things are, are going in a good direction. I'm stoked to see, uh, you know, Sansa rise to power and, uh, people just, I just want to see some more ass kicking, you know, like we've been through a lot. <laughs> let's just, let's just have a loop of Arya getting her ass kicked over and over and over. Okay. okay. The, pri- the, the Princess Leia look not good for Arya. Great segue and totally agree. Um, and guys, I've also seen something out on the internet, so I can't claim it as my own, but that um, Jacken knew the emotions that the play would bring out in Arya, and Jacken is like not only like you know assigning her to that like kind of like last chance to that last chance um, assassination, but he also is kind of like testing her loyalty to the Many Faced God because he knew the content of the play and he knew that it would draw at the heartstrings and stuff like that. Smart. Yeah. She played herself in the play, if you think about that. Like, where she was sitting watching yes. her own dad's execution, Brilliant she was power. there in the same spot. Yes. And, you know, my father always told me never trust a man with his tips frosted. So that puts Jack in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Houseboat theory again. There. Houseboat theory. He's got his tips frosted, can't trust him. Also, could you, you could not be happy... If you were, um, what's it, Sean Bean, the guy who played Ned Stark, essentially being portrayed as a complete buffoon in that play. He's sitting, yeah. he's sitting there drinking his wine, watching this going, seriously, bro? I, get, I essentially give you my name for this show. You kill me. Now I'm portrayed by an idiot? I wonder why people don't drink rum, except for that one woman. Good question. It could just be a plot device. Or pirates. Uh, anyway, so Stafford, anything else? That was my closing thing. It was just really, um, I think that if you're Aya, you're really getting tired of this waif. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the waif make it onto her list. And then when she finally departs the house, she just kind of like either, you know, farts in the waif's face or actually openly kills her. Because, like, you've got to be unhappy with this kind of, like, bitchy scenario going on with the wife. Oh, she's got to be somebody else, right? Like, she's wearing a mask to act like a little girl, but she's oh. really someone else, I think. Whoa! I don't know who, but she's somebody. Great point. <sighs> this is complicated. <laughs> All right, well, uh, last thing for me is, you know, didn't see it in this episode, but um, old lady from the Titanic and the Lannisters in King's Landing uh, really, that's brewing. Yeah, it's brewing. We're we're ready to get rid of the sparrows and the the, the chains and and, and Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, Bernie Sanders' time is coming to a close, just like in real life. <laughs> yes, and, yeah. and, and the, the thing Super I wonder again. is is there's some sort of metaphor about all those sparrow people with the chains on that that help him, the faith militant, yeah. and and breaking the chains and Daenerys and sort of that metaphor. I I, I don't think. I think that's too far in advance. I think we need to just wipe those guys out and get on with it and get get the Lannisters back in control of King's Landing, get the Starks back in control of the North, and Daenerys coming coming in hot from left field, and then and then it's going to go down. So that's what I got. Guys, thank you so much. 
Dalton will have you back on soon. Incredible pod. Yougotgot.com. Right, That's the letter U. Got got because we didn't get the URL for the other one, Stafford. Yougotgot.com. We'll have it posted in a few hours. Good, have a good week, everybody. Later, guys. Peace. Good pod. <laughs> I don't even know what this was that. <laughs>